You smile, I smile, and we smile for indeed a smile will bring greater blessings. Assalamualaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you, and welcome to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen. We're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, and we are streaming at WCEV1450.com. If you haven't already done so, make sure you are connected to us on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and basically anywhere that you get your podcast at. And we're at that same username at Radio Islam USA. Before we get into today's program, we'd like to thank our sponsors, IFN and ICN, Islamic Foundation North and Islamic Center of Naperville. Thank you very much for your support. All right, Radio Islam family, today I am happy to have joining us an extremely talented uh, artist, Zaima. She is a singer, songwriter, and MC from Buffalo, New York. And she is devoted to using conscious music and media to create a greater popular culture in the world. Uh, she has released four albums and is currently working on a new project, which we hope to uh, be able to check out uh, soon. So welcome to Radio Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you for having me. So um, where do we start? Uh, because you cover a lot of... Uh, a lot of ground as an artist. Uh, and actually, we didn't mention, and maybe we can get into this a little later on in the uh, in the in the discussion, is that you have another layer of creativity and that uh, in front of the camera or on the stage, you know, uh, in acting. So I guess yeah. we, so we can. Yeah, that was a new, was a new one. <laughs> yeah. So you began um, uh, primarily as a singer, uh, songwriter and MC, and. I guess the, the best place to start is for those who, uh, if this is their first time being introduced to you, um, who is the intended audience of your music? Um, my intended audience is all human beings who love consciousness. Um, early in my independent music career, I was really writing music for a Muslim audience, um, I have very religious concepts inside the music, and I saw that there was um, a need that was not being met as far as Muslim artistry, vocalists, music, singing, rapping. It just there wasn't very many, so I wanted to create something that my kids would be able to listen to, my kids would be able to enjoy, because I had I had my own, like Wilmer Siddiqui when I was growing up. I had my own. Muslim artist, um, someone that we could call our own. So I wanted to be that person to the Muslim community. As I evolve uh, and how I understand truth music now and conscious music, it's really for anybody who can connect and relate to it. So there mm. are no limitations mm. as long as the person can appreciate a conscious message. So beginning with a core audience of, of, of Muslims, how have uh, how has that that core group of fans um, evolved with you in the way that you present your music going beyond just a Muslim audience to also now saying, you know, look, if you're a person of faith, if you're a person of, of, of conscience, uh, then you're going to find value here. How has the Muslim audience grown with you? Um, 
um, I think they can appreciate it. Uh, I think the, the audience that I catered, the Muslim audience that I catered to, especially was from a particular community, and that was Imam W.D. Muhammad's community, Warthi Muhammad's community, Rahimallahu alayhi wa Allah, have mercy upon him. And just the mindset of that community would have no problem with hearing music that was no longer specifically saying religious language, but it still had a message of consciousness. That particular community that I was appealing to, that I was within, Mm -hmm. uh, they have, um, like my last one, Black Swan, um, except for maybe one song, it's mostly um, just a conscious message. There's one song called Khalifa, and that song is specifically uh, using religious language. It's an Arabic word, Khalifa. And everyone who likes that song, they are, for the most part, going to be Muslim. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a pretty strong statement in our faith. But everyone loves that album. Nobody has said, oh, how come you're not doing another greeting song? Or, you know, how come how come it's not, it doesn't sound like this is only for Muslims anymore. Like, as we grow, we understand that we want more and more and more people to hear a good message. So right. I don't think there's been, I don't think there's been anybody who's responded to it uh, except in a positive way. Okay. All right. Now, who are some of the, um, and you know what, we have to play a snippet of that. Uh, as a matter of fact, we'll go out with that. That'll be the song we go out with uh, when we conclude so folks can get an idea of um, okay. of what, what the song sounds like. And I like to, generally, you know, we do it at the end of interviews a lot of times, but I also like to just prime folks and insert info that they should be mindful of. So first off, tell folks where they can uh, they can get your music at. Uh, my music, you can get it from Bandcamp. That's pretty much my website. You can go to www.zayuma.bandcamp.com. And uh, I have, I think, four albums up there that you can get, or maybe three mm-hmm. that you can get. My very, very first one, I have not um, digitalized the music for that. And, and I've actually gotten a few people who are interested in some of the songs on there so that may be coming soon as well but my um three albums are definitely on there and you can also buy it as a bundle and you can name your price if you you can't afford to buy each album individually you can um buy them all together and i allow you to choose your price like for all the albums like whatever you think the album is worth i was blessed like a few days ago somebody bought one of my albums for um, fifty dollars, which I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Wow. Yeah, music, I'm into that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's up to you. And then somebody else bought one for like five dollars. So it's whatever you can afford, whatever you're able to contribute. Uh, I just want people to have the music. Okay. Now, can you talk a bit about your uh, influences and and your creative process? Um. My influences are definitely the classics. Uh, first of all, Wilmore Siddiqui is a very big influence just from me as a child, mm-hmm. informing my my mindset of, you know, the idea of a Muslim singer, a Muslim songwriter. He was very much part of my development uh, as 
like my whole childhood was just like Wilmer Sneaky. As I became like a teenager, it was Wally Ali. Mm. And, you know, we used to have that music playing. Shout out to, to Imam Wilmer Siddiqui and shout out to Wally Ali. We would have Definitely. that music playing consistently in our house. And it was a, a message of truth and positivity. So that helped to form me. That helped to form my mind as a singer songwriter. But uh, regular secular music, it would have to be you know, Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. um, Aretha Franklin, Lauren Hill for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. Brandy, vocally, Brandy definitely has been an influence to me. Brandy, the, the singer. Oh, also Beyonce. Like I, because I was born on the same day in the same um, hospital as Beyonce. I'm not sure what year she was born, but same day, same <laughs> hospital. I would listen to her music, and I would I would listen with the mindset that wow, she could do this, I could do this, because we were born in the same hospital. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good logic. <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, um, also, hip hop artist, my brother, Kadir Latif, big, big influence for me as a lyricist. Um, the old school rappers like Garrett One Boogie Down Productions, New School, um, Indus Lamar, um, J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Those are all strong influences for my music. Now, because you are a singer, songwriter, and MC, looking at the MC component, um, what song of yours do you feel best illustrates your ability as an MC? As an MC, good question. Um, the song that best illustrates my lyricism and my flow. Yeah. I would have to say it is um don't call me a god it's something that I abhor I'm gonna say Khalifa okay I'm gonna say Khalifa um that was that was kind of like me switching my style up a great deal and I like the way that I presented the information in that song but also, um, the album before that called Sweet Evolution, mm-hmm. and there was a song, um, it was a, it was kind of a, actually not, The Collective, which is a mixtape, and I used a, a beat by Drake, mm-hmm. and I, I wrote a rap to, what was it, Run On Sentence, and I sing and I rap in that. I think I that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite um sixteens. Bars, bars, straight bars. <laughs> okay. Now is that um you know, 'cause I think I think we would be doing a disservice to our listeners if we did not give a give a piece of that now. I know I said we'd go out with it, but I wanna let folks get um get a listen. So we're gonna play a few we'll play a little bit of now, which one? Which one was that? Was that off the collective? You said the mixtape. Um. Yeah, that was off the mixtape. That was. It's called uh, "Run On Sentence." Okay, "Run On Sentence." So that's the one where, like, I got my whole family on the cover, and I got in trouble for that because my my big sis, I couldn't fit her face in the little square 
for the album cover without messing up a whole bunch of other stuff. But knowing her personality, I was like, you know what, she's not going to mind because I don't think she would want to be, like, have her photo when she was a young person, like, all over the place. No, it's not really all over the place, but on, online like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then come to find out, she really was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you cut my face off. So I got in a lot of trouble about that. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, you learned a very important lesson. Yes, I did. <laughs> all right. So you know what? We are going to play a little bit of run on sentence, uh, just so folks can get a get a feel. Uh, okay, great. All right, so here, let's let's uh, get this in. I gotta make a decision, tryna make it with precision. Got no time for error, so I gotta pray like every day. I need for God to guide me, feed me within like ivies. Raise me up like I'm highly favored and I'm striving. Lately it's been so messy, I need your help, so bless me. What up, my sons is hectic, I stay inside like exits. And abstinence is hard, and I know you hear me, God. They Okay, so yeah, um, you definitely went from definitely from singing to the to the flow. Um, now, when you're doing that, uh, do you feel like you have to approach it? Um, is there a different way of approaching music like that where you're doing both? No, I just go with the vibe. Okay. Go with the vibe. Right. It's, it's whatever the whatever the beat calls for, and whatever the subject matter calls for. Okay. Okay. Now, when it comes to, and I think this is a question I was I was thinking about in terms of uh, putting down lyrics, um, is do you are you inspired? Do you have an idea in your head and you just kind of write, or are you influenced by uh, a track? Producer gives you a track, says, "Listen, to this write something to this," or you know, how does that work? Both, you know, it varies. Um, sometimes, a lot of times, I'll be driving or doing housework or something like that, listening to music, and then I get an inspiration based off the music that I hear, and I just start singing something, um, and that's what happened with Run On Sentence. I was listening to Drake's song, um, and I just started singing. And, so, and what my like my daughter made fun of me because I'll just I'll just start with a melody and it'll it won't be intelligible it'll just be like mm-hmm. a mumbling melody just like this 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 melody coming out and it won't have a subject matter per se and then I'll mm-hmm. go back and put the subject matter in I'll put the words in. But then it happens also where I'm not listening to any music and I can hear like a sentence, a lecture. I'll hear something where I get like some topic stands out or some message stands out, some phrasing stands Mm. out. And then I'll just start creating the song using those um, lyrics. Or I can get an inspiration thinking about a person or a situation. Or if I hear somebody having an experience I just sing or I just like hum or ooh or ah and then it'll just come out whatever it is. I go okay. back and I refine it later. But for the most part mm-hmm. the process is just like in the moment 
something comes to me and I make sure I record it uh, and my voice note so I can come back and finish it up. Okay, so you began you began as a singer, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so so that's the the default, the fallback when inspiration strikes. You go to song, not to not to rap. Absolutely, yes. My first default is singing. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, how have you um, how have you been able to integrate that into that other area? that I mentioned, I said, I didn't give it in your intro, but you are, you've, you've now embarked on a, uh, on a stage, um, uh, career. So, uh, how has that carried over into that, um, area of creativity, uh, creativity? Well, I think it carries over in that I'm an entertainer. Um, mm -hmm. I can, I feel like comfortable being in front of people and, giving them something that they that they may like presenting something to them that they would enjoy um and that's kind of my personality i'm, I'm an introvert which most people don't know um anyone mm -hmm. who knows me they they may think that i'm an extrovert but really that's like that's the zayuma that has been recharged but if i'm not recharged i haven't had time to be in solitude and reflect like people know that i get off facebook every couple of months like clockwork I have to go away. I have to be away to recharge and have time to reflect and, and think and be inside myself. And then once I've recharged, mm -hmm. then I can come out and I am ready to socialize. I guess it's called an ambivert, really. Be an introvert and an, and mm. an extrovert. I recharge, especially though, through my alone time. So, but my personality is that is a world that like as an entertainer it's just kind of like the world that i come from because my mom was always in front of people um, my dad owned a store and he used to always tell stories to his customers and my mom as a teacher and also she's an mc on like a she did programs and events she would she would just commentate how the fashion shows at conventions i grew up seeing this mm. she would always put us on the spot, do this for them. You know, when company came over, do this for them. Do that. <laughs> Say this. Name yeah. that. My mom would yeah. teach us poetry. Say that poem. Say, say the Langston Hughes poem. Um, always, mm. always, always, like, using us and encouraging us to be, like, a vessel for some kind of creativity. So that's built right. inside me. So the, the music and the me as an actress, my first time actually being in a in a production, well, a play for a live production um, last year, it was just it just felt normal. It just felt like it was meant to be. Like that's what I do. Hmm. So so has that I guess strengthened the, uh, the desire to do more more acting. I do want to do more acting, but what's alive in me right now is definitely music. Like, I have so much music that I have not presented to, to the world. I have not had the degree of success that I'd like to have with my music. So, yes, I can do the acting thing, but um, I have to go where the vibe takes me. And so, like, my spirit and my energy is is really in the music right now. And if I'm not talking about it, if I'm not sharing it, it's, it's like simmering below the surface. 
waiting mm. to mm. waiting for the opportunity to come out. So I know I'm going to get back around right. to acting. I do know that. You know what's interesting is that um, I had an opportunity to play like a really big role in this in this short film called His Other Wife. And I was just about to bring oh, that really? up. <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead though. So years, like I don't know, two, three years ago. I don't know how old that, how long ago that was, but they mm. they called me and asked me to be the wife in the movie. They were like, we want you to audition mm-hmm. for um, Aaliyah, or was it Deanna? No, Deanna. For Deanna, and mm. Deanna had like a significant role in it. But her character required her to be um, the B word. She was she was nasty, mm. like or not nasty, but she just did not have a good spirit about her, and she was kind of like she kind of was haughty and kind of had like a real know-it-all arrogant vibe. And when they asked me to do that, mm. I was like, that is not going to be good for me. I w- I didn't want to do it. I was like, ah, I don't want my first time really kind of like in the public eye um or in front of muslims on film to be me playing a character Mm -hmm. who had this kind of attitude because i think that's going to be implanted onto my persona and it's going to mess up like Mm -hmm. my own brand and people won't see who i truly am they will always like be that person so i i declined and i took like another role which was really closer to it wasn't even really acting for me because it was just like me being myself. Um, mm-hmm. But that shows you that like my my interest as an actress was not as strong as my interest as a singer songwriter um, because I thought that me doing that was going to negatively affect my other side, the other life that is really where my energy and my all the, all the life inside me is just like settled into that little circle of music inside me. So that's where I am right now. Like that's the space that I'm in. And I think once I get the music out, inshallah, God willing, maybe I'll be like, mm-hmm. yes, I'll take whatever. I'll take that role. If it's an ultimate good message, I will take that role, even if it makes me look like a psychopath. Like I, I want to get my one. At, I want to flex my muscles as an actress, but I was not interested in flexing any muscles as an actress at that point. I was only interested in safety. Well, you know, sometimes, uh, and we've seen this in the past, that sometimes a role, it really does identify an actor. Uh, I remember when uh, Color Purple uh, Mm -hmm. came out and Danny Glover played his part so, uh, so, so wonderfully, and this is a terrible, terrible Mm -hmm. character, but he played that part so great that a lot of people looked at him uh, as if he was an abusive uh, man, as if he was, you know, all these negative things about him, uh, about that character. (laughs) They had, yeah, they had implanted on him. And it really, it was like, I think a couple of years, uh, at least I don't, I don't recall seeing him on the screen for a couple of years um, after that. He may have been doing some, you know, work in the theater or anything like that, but, yeah, but you know, people looked at him like, you know, you dirty so and so. Um so yeah, I, I, I can I can understand that. But one one of the things that I was gonna bring up about uh seeing you in this, uh it's funny how the world is a big place but it's really small at the same time. Uh I had an opportunity to interview um Khalil Ismail, who 
was the uh, director yes. for um, uh, his other wife. Mm-hmm. And so I had looked at it and here's where I'm going to put some dots together. Um, well, let me, let me pause this story about the interview with Ismail and go back to, you would know exactly how long this, uh, it was ago, but I remember it was some, it was some years ago. Um, I had an Islamic CD, a mixtape, different artists, nobody's names, but it was, it was our, my family's writing music. My, my girls, my daughters were, you know, were little and one of the songs on there. It, I remember the lyrics, uh, if I could be music, right? Love the song, uh-huh. right? Had it on repeat. Um, and so and then when I find out later on that that's you, right? This is your song. Uh, and then I go back to the uh, his other wife. You know, I've watched the uh, I've watched the film and there's a scene. So I see you in it. And then there's also a scene in the uh, in the masala where there's a group of, of, of sisters and you're you're reciting um uh Quran and uh and, and, and beautiful rest, uh, recitation um, and one of the things that I appreciate after I put these dots together as like this is the same person is that it showed for me um you know this is my personal feeling uh, that there's no contradiction between uh, between any of these things, being able to recite and then being able to get out and sing, being able to act, being able to use that creativity, you know, to to bring people um, joy, bring people to a uh, to a to a healthy space. So I, I just really appreciated being able to connect those dots for myself. And I wanted to ask after all of that, did you feel what was that like for you integrating that aspect of uh of you into the into the film that was fantastic that was fantastic i i've known ruby since i was a teenager Bayna, the uh writer mm. the writer um yes. um who i've also interviewed really yeah good people <laughs> oh, people i've known her since i was yeah. um a teenager meeting her at Islamic conventions you know and when mm-hmm. she when they asked me to recite, I don't, I don't know how they knew. I think it was from Facebook. I, I may have done a recitation video on Facebook, and maybe Khalil Ismail knew. And when they said, you know, we want her to be a Quranic studies teacher, which I have taught Quranic studies most of my life. I was teach, I've been teaching children. I'm not at this time, and it, it feels weird not to, but. It was, it was just like, oh, wow, this is, it was just, it just felt like a lot. It felt like a lot is kind of confirming and affirming my interest and in showing me that I could have it all. I could do it all. Um, to go back to something you said, you were like, you know, I, I appreciated that you were able to, I could see you in all of these different genres and none of it conflicted. I think the reason it doesn't conflict yes. is because the message doesn't conflict. Because if I was singing songs right. about trapping and, you know, you know all the themes that I could be singing about, right? Yeah. It would yeah. conflict. But because the message is consistent across the board by the mercy of a law, it doesn't conflict. I'm not necessarily a reciter for the public. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I do think that I'll revisit that in my life. Inshallah. So what is your assessment of, uh, of, of today's music? And, and before you answer that, I want to give something that someone gave to me. Uh, I was talking to an artist about this very same thing. He works with young people, teaching them how to, you know, get their feelings on paper, how to structure uh, rhymes. And really, you know, it's, it's basically like MC school. I think I think that's what he calls it. Uh, but when I made a critique about some of the music, some of the content, his response was, well, that music isn't for you. Right. It's not for your generation. It's so that's them talking to each other or however else he 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 uh, he framed it. So that type of um, I guess that type of thought considered, what is your how do you see that? Do you think that's a that's an, an accurate uh, assessment, you know, that, that he gave or do you feel some type of way? Uh, do you feel differently? So essentially, he was saying, like, look, you're not supposed to understand it. It's not, it's not made for you. Is basically what he's saying. Yeah, and it's not even about me not understanding it, because I mean, I get it, but well, yeah, that's what he was saying. Well, hmm. I think every generation had their art, and they're pretty, they're pretty uh, possessive of it, but. There's some music that really transcends all age groups. For mm-hmm. example, who do you know that doesn't like, you know, music from the 60s? Curtis Mayfield. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, The Temptations. Yeah. Like, that was not music where you say, oh, you know, you can't listen to this. It was really, it was really for everyone, and, and it's stands the test of time like people are still listening to that music Marvin Gaye but then you have this music that they're creating nowadays and it is extremely in my opinion extremely limited on one hand it's it's very very excuse me it pushes the envelope creatively they're doing a lot of new things a lot of different things that that hasn't been done before um you know, just testing their limits with like the mumble rap and do, just Ooh. doing things right, doing things just like look, we're gonna just we're gonna do this our way. And it sounds a lot of times it sounds very very lazy. It sounds it's like mm-hmm. the, the, it's like who you're the coolest one is the one who puts in the least amount of effort. That's what it sounds like. Um, but that's a great way yeah, to put that. Yeah, that's that's really what it sounds like. Like back in the day. You know, people would, like, put so much hard work into lyrics and tell stories. And and they they would want to, like, enter a competition to prove how well they were, how good they were as a lyricist. And now it's really more like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm going to say five, five words over and over again. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. And that attitude, it kind of defines popular culture today in my opinion like the, the 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 music that we listen to so back to the whole like transcending age groups the music is limited because the subject matter is very shallow and insignificant 
So if you find music that is speaking to more than just your base nature, if you find a song where they're talking about something, that person who wrote that song, who has a message in that song, would never say it's not written for you. I don't believe that they would ever say, this is not for you. I'm speaking to, I think that they, a, a true message, consciousness, something that has some substance, it can, it can reach an 80-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so right. I think that they, they limit themselves and um, it's not something that people are going to look back on and say, hey, I need you to hear this. Like how my parents would say, hey, you need to hear the OJ. Turn that off. You need to mm-hmm. hear Marvin Gaye. Hey, you need to you need to hear Stevie. And I do the same thing yeah. for my kids, for, for a lot of the music in my generation. Like, wait, you, you don't even know nothing about KRS-One. You don't know nothing about... I don't see my kids' generation saying to their kids, Hey, hold up. You ain't you don't know nothing about you don't know nothing about uh young thugs. You better hold on that and yeah. see young thugs. Like, yeah. They can't do it. Yeah, a little pump. Yes. Tech nine, like none yeah. of it. None of it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tech tech nine. Well, let's, let's slow oh, down now. Tech nine. I don't slow mean down. Tech nine. I mean, Tech nine is the fast <laughs> one from California, right? Uh, from uh, from um, Kansas City, oh, actually. Kansas City. I think I'm confusing him with the other one who um, who has all of the rainbow hair. Oh, um, uh, uh, Takashi, Takashi, Takashi or nine. Tak- yeah, Takashi six yeah, nine or something like that. Nine, that's what it is. Look how cool you are. You know, all of the yeah. latest. <laughs> well, I do. I keep, you know, I, I keep my ear to what's going on. Is dope and he's, from, he's definitely Cali and just really doing big things. I'm talking about Takashi 69. That is not music that, yeah, yeah, not yeah, music yeah. that transcends. It's, it's very limiting music. And they probably are only it's for the moment. to a certain group of young people, the ones who are probably most vulnerable to their message and who are not like big fans of quote-unquote real hip-hop as we say all right so i think this is kind of where we come full circle and see the importance of the mission uh behind the music you know elevating consciousness uh and and kind of bringing it to the forefront um there's a lot there's a lot of resistance against that i mean and generally people try to look at if you say you're a conscious artist um well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it sometimes do you feel like maybe it puts you in a box or or not? Is is the label necessary? I mean, it's the destiny, so I don't mind. Everyone is not going <laughs> to It's not going to be here forever. Yeah. So, I may not be like um I may not be in sync with the current, but I'm 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 living for the future. And that's what the future is going to be. I don't mind. And also, like, like my mm. own, my brother, Kadir Latif, you know, he, he kind of um, wanted to, he started creating music to get outside of, of that box, to appeal to an audience that he felt like needed his music more. So he would do a little bit, a little bit for mm. that audience. Right. But I don't think you can mix the two. I, I, I think that you really have to consistently have the same message and be that artist people have to trust you and believe that you embody it 
um, in order for them to buy the other, like, how can you listen to me be conscious on this part, but then over here it's just, maybe maybe that's something that actually can happen, but I don't know, I, I have to be consistent. Um, I can't create music to get numbers, because I feel like I, I, right. lose, I lose a great part of myself as a human being and an artist, and it kind of sacrifices the music that I'm actually here for. Hmm. Well, we have enough we have enough of those artists and we have an industry that is really uh, predicated on having artists uh, basically give themselves to the highest bidder. Um, so, yeah, so we definitely don't need any more of that. And uh, kind of like makes me think about a scene in uh, Malcolm X where uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he, he sits before Malcolm is sitting with him. And he shows him. The, the dirty glass of water with ink in it, and then he shows McLean glass. He says, "If you give people a choice between the two, they will autom- they will take the the clean glass of water." So, be that yeah. So keep being that clean glass of water. Uh, Thank you. We definitely need that. Um, tell folks how they can keep up with you, uh, be it on social media, uh, the Bandcamp, or any other uh, space. Yep. Um, you can check me out on Bandcamp.bandcamp.com. Also, I'm on Facebook. My artist page will be updated soon as I um, am working on this project. And as I have new music, I'm going to completely be like revamping my artist page. But my own personal page where I share a lot of my thinking and my ideas um, and what's going on in my life as a human being. You can always check that out. Uh, follow um, I'm Naima Habib. And also I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram, but you will see on Instagram I have no posts, but that's going to be changing soon. Like this new project is kind of going to be me getting back into my social media as an artist. I've been doing a lot of focusing on myself as a human being and developing and learning, learning a lot of lessons. And I can't learn my lessons if I don't have time for reflection. So I go a little bit slower than other individuals. But once I got it, I got it, and I think it, it'll take me much farther if I give myself the time that I need as opposed to, you know, running in this race ill-prepared. Inshallah. Inshallah. Well, it has been a pleasure talking to you, uh, Radio Islam family. Uh, we have been talking with Zaima, uh, a conscious artist. She's giving you all of her information, so check her out. Uh, great music. Inshallah, we'll get a chance to connect with you when the new project comes I cannot out. wait, and I really appreciate you taking the time and inviting little old me, little old me, <laughs> on your blossoming Radio with Slime program. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you as well. All right, Radio Slime family, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break, but we will be back. This is Radio Slime on WCEV 1450 AM. <laughs> me a god is something that i abhor giving me a name i didn't get from my lord making false claims are certain to be ignored try staying in your lane it's something you should do more i'm a human being and that's an honor in itself got your gifts from someone else and got your lips from viral wealth